Hi, it's Tim Hagen from Progress Coaching, and welcome to another episode for the Coaching Conversations podcast. Now, we are on Stitcher, we are on iTunes, and multiple different channels. Please check us out. Now, one of the things that you'll get out of our podcast episodes is a lot of content, a lot of strategy. It's not fluff, it's not concept. Yet we really want you to engage with the content and let us know your feedback. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. If there's topics you'd love to have us address, we would love to share them with you. Let us know your impact and let us know your feedback. When everything occurred in March, we started to think about what were our new normals. How do we go about positioning our teams to be successful? Now, we work with sales leaders and certainly sales organizations, and I think this presents one of the most unique times. Now, I want to be very, very careful the way I present this, because quite frankly, when a sales rep goes into an office and he or she is selling and they come out, they either win the deal or lose the deal to really simplify things for this point. The fact of the matter remains is very few salespeople come out and say, you know what? I blew that. I didn't negotiate well. I didn't ask open-ended questions. I really missed the mark. When in fact, we know that to be true. Let me give you another example. We actually did some work with an organization and we did some training. They actually did their own training on needs-based selling, asking open-ended questions. And you could see people thinking this is dumb because people had the knowledge of what an open-ended question was and what it required. And it was so interesting. We put people in teams of three and we had them practice. The third person was actually the person who did the scoring. The person who played the role of customer and then the person who was doing the selling were being, for lack of better description, monitored. Now, the scorer would actually count open-ended questions versus close-ended. Interruptions versus number of times active listening was demonstrated. Positive adjectives were counted. And this is something we call factual-based scoring. So, During the study, we had about 10 sales reps actually practice. And what was really interesting is that people really struggled. We averaged five close-ended questions to every open-ended question. Think about that. Therein lies huge opportunity. So it begs the question, how does this pandemic crisis, how does this new virtual selling position us well? First of all, There are some great tools out there called Refract, Chorus, Fireflies that allow you to plug into tools like Zoom and actually record sales conversations. There's tools like Alego that allow you to upload sales conversations and really score and really deal with reality of what's going on. Now, with that being said, we don't want to deliver this in such a way that Big Brother's watching, yet we do want to make sure that our people are selling effectively. So one of our clients has a team of salespeople that typically are on planes, on the road, and they obviously have been forced to go into a virtual selling world. And the vice president of sales called me and said, I cannot believe what I'm listening to. I said, what do you mean? He said, we don't even represent our products well. Here's the funny thing. They were having a record year. How can that be? We may not want to admit this as salespeople, of which I am one. We may not really want to admit this out loud. 
But a lot of times when revenue goes up, it's not just because we're great salespeople. We might have a great product, a great service. We might have great brand recognition. We might have great marketing, whatever the case might be. So when this VP was telling me, he said, I am shocked. We're on course for a record year. And I said, what did you learn? He said, we have a ton of work to do. I said, so now let me ask you another question. What if I told you your people don't need to practice? Just let them go sell. He said, I think you're crazy. He goes, I thought you were crazy in March when you told us we needed to practice. He said, you're right. So what this VP and I have done is created a rotating schedule of practice sessions. He's recording them. He's analyzing them. He's using them to praise people for their strengths and certainly address their areas of opportunity to improve. Please note the way I said that. First, you start with people's strengths. Acknowledge three or four good things they're doing. Then identify that one major opportunity, if improved, if practiced, if nurtured, if reinforced, would allow that salesperson to become more successful. See, when we lead with the good things, according to the Gallup organization, people will engage eight times more. Meaning when we get to the area of opportunity, they're all years. They're, they're, they're all ears. They're listening. So it begs the question. When I hear an organization say, I don't have time to practice. It comes down to one fundamental fact. Think about this for a second. What if you and your sales team and your sales organization was not practicing, yet your competition was practicing, let's say, twice a month for 12 minutes each? Honestly, look in the mirror for a second. Honestly, who would have the edge? See, this pandemic crisis stinks. There's no getting around it. Yet, like in any crisis, it presents opportunities to pivot, to change, to reinforce what we need to do. One of the things that's happening in our own company is we're having a really good year. And somebody in my company said, why are we having success? I said, honestly, I think we have more time to sell. I'm not on planes. I'm not catching up on the weekends. I'm actually afforded more time to sell. And here's the funny thing we're all learning about training, about learning, about coaching, about selling. We can be very, very effective very effective selling virtually. One of my favorite companies in the world is a company here in Wisconsin, but they're national called Titus Talent. They've actually been virtual for 10 years. They have mastered recruiting. They have mastered selling virtually. Phenomenal company doing amazing things. And I remember about three to four years ago, Jonathan Reynolds and Scott Seafeld, the two principals, I said, how did you guys do this? How do you hold people accountable? How do you do this virtual thing? And we adopted it maybe about four or five years ago, or at least started the process when I met these guys. They are doing phenomenal. By the way, if you need a great recruiting firm for sales, non-sales, phenomenal company. And I look at these opportunities as silver lining. So sales leaders, you now have an opportunity and I'm going to make a really obnoxiously crass comment. You have an opportunity to deal with reality. 
I cannot tell you in my 30 plus years of being in business, 25 at this company, how often I hear sales leaders say, but I've got great salespeople. And then the economy gets tough. And then we ask those great salespeople, what happened? They said, well, the economy's tough. And I always love to crack the joke, you only sell in good economies? I know I'm being obnoxious. Yet let's bring it down to simplistics. The fact of the matter remains. Great salespeople sell all the time. Great salespeople who practice are ahead of the game. Great salespeople invest in themselves. They coach themselves. They ask for feedback. They ask partners. They ask peers to practice. See, when we practice, we become more confident. If we become more confident, we're much more willing to participate. Let me give you another example. Especially during this crisis, when you think about hitting your numbers as a salesperson, it's a daunting task. So when we start negotiating and someone brings up price, what do we do? Uh Uh-oh, I better not lose this deal. I'm going to lose my monthly quota. I'm going to lose my quarterly numbers. And it is nerve-wracking. There's no getting around that. Yet somebody who is confident, who knows how to negotiate, who knows how to handle price objections, can adjust and navigate those conversations through the art and delivery and the reinforcement of practice versus somebody who has not. So this time, it stinks. It's not bad for everybody, but for the most part, it's hit a lot of different people in industries. But if you're a sales leader, this presents you one of the greatest opportunities. And again, it is not a slam on sales leaders, yet it provides you the greatest opportunity, and that is to deal with reality. Here's reality. You are going to hear people not represent your products well. You are going to hear people ask close-ended questions when they ask open-ended questions. You are going to hear people not handle price objections well to the tune of simple views where a customer says, can you lower price? And the rep says, how much? Guess what we're doing? We're lowering price. You're going to hear people not ask for the order. They're going to avoid the close because they're nervous. You're going to hear things and see things you're potentially not going to like. That's reality. The reason I know it's reality is, according to many statistics, especially one of the best companies in sales effectiveness studies, CSO Insight, does a report every year. In anywhere from about 49 to 53% of sales reps hit their quota, meaning the other half don't. Why aren't all our salespeople hitting their numbers? And again, certainly it goes to competition and other things, Yet, when you go to a lot of organizations and you ask companies who are struggling, are you practicing? Sales leaders, are you facilitating practice one-on-one? Are you setting up peer-to-peer practice sessions or networks? All of this leads to an opportunity. So the fundamental thing about the crisis is this. We have more time to sell. We're not driving. We're not on planes, at least most of us. Number two, we can actually capture the sales presentations. Number three, you can capture the practice sessions. There are some great companies that can help you do that. So there are products like Refract and especially Chorus and Fireflies that plug right into Zoom and other platforms like Zoom. There's a great company in Boston called Allego that does a lot of video-based sales coaching. Awesome stuff. If you are not practicing... 
if you are not facilitating practice, I promise you, your sales team is not arbitrarily getting better. I hope this has helped. Thank you for listening to another episode of Coaching Conversations by Tim Hagen and Progress Coaching. Now, our company is always coming out with new and innovative solutions to help leaders coach their employees. And recently, we just created a new service called coach to You, where leaders can pick and choose topics and assign 7 to 21-day programs for employees to learn and, more importantly, apply actions and then reflect and share what they're going to do going forward as a result of the learning. It's called coach to You. We're literally bringing coaching to your employees. If you're intrigued, we'll have a link in each one of our episodes where you can get more information. And again, thank you so much for listening to another episode.